Sprint and T-Mobile haven't even announced their anticipated merger deal, and it's already facing significant legal questions. Antitrust staff attorneys at the Justice Department are likely to view the deal as a threat to competition in the mobile phone market. That's according to a new Bloomberg News story that cites three people familiar with the staff's thinking. With us to talk through the regulatory prospects of a Sprint T-Mobile acquisition, if it indeed comes to pass, is Jennifer Ree. She is a senior litigation analyst for Bloomberg Intelligence and a regular welcome guest here on Bloomberg Law. Jen, thanks for joining us. Um, sketch out, if you would, quickly first, just the, the state of the mobile phone market. Where do Sprint and T-Mobile fit? What share of the market do they have? That sort of thing. Sure. Thanks for having me, Greg and June. Um, well, Right now, essentially, in the U.S., there are just really four big wireless players. I, mean, I think most people know that, with Verizon as the biggest at around 38% based on Bloomberg data, which, which isn't precise, but it's close. AT&T at about 20% market share, T-Mobile at about 13%, and Sprint at about 11%. And then it leaves about 10% for a lot of smaller, non-national type players. Have things in the marketplace changed a lot since the previous attempt to merge the companies was rejected, or is it more about the change in administrations? You know, I think things have changed, but a lot of things have also stayed the same about what was problematic in the past. Some of those factors will remain problematic today. And of course, the administration is changing too, and there's been a lot of speculation about that. And I think historically, Republican administrations do tend to be easier on deals than Democratic ones, but not in an extreme manner, really only on the fringe, just sort of the slightest bit. It, there isn't really a big difference in the evaluation that that the antitrust regulators will go through to determine whether a deal might be harmful to a market is the same, no matter what uh, political party you come from. So as you laid it out, Sprint and T-Mobile are a distant third and fourth in the market. And, and I think one can anticipate if they uh, go forward with this, they will argue that we will be a stronger competitor to Verizon and AT&T. Um, is, is that an argument that you see as having the potential to have uh, some, some legs to it? Greg, I think it's one of the best arguments they have. I think it's a good argument, and I think it's, it's likely uh, – you know, a good argument for them to go in with. And, and if they have any chance at all, it's it's probably based on something like that. I think the problem here is that they, it's an uphill climb. They walk in, you know, with the odds against them because as a threshold matter, the agencies will ask, the DOJ will ask, what is the concentration in the market? And that's just a matter of math. And they take those market shares, they square them, and they sum the squares. And they look at the difference before the merger and after the merger. And if those numbers exceed that change, that difference exceeds 200, which it does here, in a market that is deemed to be highly concentrated, which this is, automatically they consider that as a threshold matter to be a deal likely to cause harm to the market. So once the staff attorneys make their decision, and we assume that they're going to, let's say, let's assume that they're going to decide against it, what happens then as far as the new antitrust chief? What do we know about him and mm -hmm. his opinions about things like this? Really good question, June, because it's interesting. You know, he is what I don't know him personally, but he has a reputation as, you know, a very good antitrust lawyer, a, sort of a typical Republican. You know, his, his evaluation will be based in economics, based on the, you know, the guidelines that have been developed over the years in the agencies, you know, not somebody who's going to be you know, too crazy or creative with these things. Um, he has said in the past that, and this was several years ago, and things were a little different, that 
he did see that the AT&T T-Mobile tie-up would be a problem, but maybe, perhaps, a Sprint T-Mobile tie-up would be more palatable. So I think that's given a lot of people this idea that maybe he'll look at this, consider it, and, and allow this deal to go through. But I think what has changed... Um, in the last few years is that we've seen T-Mobile come back, become very competitive, sort of act like a maverick in the industry, and incentives could change if they get bigger emerging with Sprint. Um, and, you know, this could be an issue. And I think things are different now in that respect than when he made that comment. There's also the Federal Communications Commission. Uh, it, do they present a significant additional obstacle for the companies here? They present an additional obstacle, but I think that the prevailing opinion here is that the bigger obstacle will be the DOJ. You know, it's unclear on both sides what those uh, the, what those leading the two agencies uh, will do and how they think about this deal. But it, I, I think there is more indication in the market that Ajit Pay on the FCC side seems to be more amenable to it, perhaps, than the DOJ is. So most think that the bigger um, hurdle will be the DOJ review. Jen, what's your bottom line in just 20 seconds or so? What do you think, uh, based on what you know now, what are the chances this deal would, would get approval? I think it has better chances than it would have several years ago with Democrats. I still think its chances are very low, below 50 percent. Okay, that was Jennifer Ree. She's a senior litigation analyst for Bloomberg Intelligence, uh, saying that the chances might not be good, assuming Sprint and T-Mobile go ahead with their anticipated merger proposal.